welcome back to the Wondering Tailgaters. We haven't uh, been on in a while. This has been unfortunate. Uh, we had a lot of things come up um, this week. We had a bunch of good games that we wanted to talk about. I actually started recording something, got interrupted, didn't get back to it. I figured there's enough podcasts out there that, that'll talk about some of the highlights of these games. I'll just let those guys do it. We'll sort of do our thing here where we sort of talk all things football, football culture. Um, so the, the one thing I will bring up is um, I had a pleasurable Saturday watching Ohio State. The, the cool thing about it is that I have a lot of friends that are uh, Ohio State fans. I actually worked with a guy. We didn't, I don't think we even realized we were both uh, Buckeyes until after he left the job, but um, he was out at out in Arlington to, to watch the game, and I asked him his thoughts on uh, just being in that stadium. And I guess, like, the, the big thing there is just that TV screen is so big that it's almost like having two games going on at once. Um, it's it's kind of a neat experience. I've not been in, in that stadium um, yet. One of these days, I'm sure there'll be a, another college football championship or playoff game that's coming up there. Um, but that was exciting. That was an exciting win. That was a good win for Ohio State without Urban Meyer. I think we saw how good that, how deep that defense is. Bosa goes out, and they almost looked better without Bosa. Not that Bosa played poorly. Ohio State goes back to the uh, G5 uh, matchup this week with Tulane, which is a team that um, I thought was going to be a, a little bit better this year than they have been. I think the opening week loss was kind of a bit of a drain, but that's an improving program. I, I sort of feel like right now it's Alabama, Georgia, and everyone else. Um, and Clemson will have a, a chance to sort of step into that argument as well. Um, the stuff I all recorded was about them having two quarterbacks and how I don't think that's going to work at Clemson. Who knows? Maybe it will. But uh, they, Georgia, uh, they have Georgia, they're at Georgia Tech. That's the first um, real test on the road um, against a, a – well, Georgia Tech's not – I mean, they're coming off a loss as well in South Florida, but – that's a, a little bit of a test for Clemson, um, so we'll see what happens there. So we have our first guest on. Well, first of all, let's just say Sean is not here this week. Sean is busy in the concert season, which is good for him. Um, he, I saw a lot of photos of him. Looked like he, he had a very busy weekend. Um, it's one of those things, like all those years working in baseball, I, I, it was hard to enjoy it because I'd always be working all these games um, it's hard. I remember I worked at a Red Sox opener once, and I was really excited. Opening day, Boston. I think I saw about one minute of that game. By the time I finished, it was an hour after the game. But it looks like Sean's been enjoying himself, and that's good to see. Uh, and we do have our first guest on today. Um, earlier, I, I got to talk to author Dave White, who is uh, we're really excited to have on. Dave and I have always uh, sort of um, had fun poking back and forth on Twitter about UConn and Rutgers. Also, both uh, authors, and, and he's got a whole series of books. Um, we didn't talk much about that, but I will put a link uh, up so that you guys can see it, see the work he does. I think he uh, talked a bit about his latest one. He's, he's written a series. After I wrote one book, I was like, I don't know if I could write these characters again, but he's, he's done it. And we talked a lot about Rutgers, and that's a program that's been through some huge changes. I know last week was fairly embarrassing for Rutgers, losing to a Kansas team that well, I think that was their first P5 win in how long? At least at a conference. Rutgers, uh, they certainly have the ability to recruit in that area. They've had the, they've won before in, in, in the Big East when the Big East was a, was a real conference still. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, but we're excited to talk to Dave. Um, and looking ahead at this week, geez, we've got, uh, we're starting to get into the, the meat of the conference schedule with a couple of leagues. A couple of teams are also just sort of playing their last uh, non-conference game. 
How about BYU? They're playing a uh, FCS school, but BYU had the huge win with Wisconsin, and you hate seeing that. I, I, I think that's one of the worst things about the game is that whole icing the kicker thing. But I don't, I don't know that that even really mattered. I, I could see the pressure that was was there. If he had lined up and kicked it the first time, I think he might have missed. That's a really bad loss for the Big Ten because Wisconsin, the last couple of years, has, has looked just so solid, especially early in the year, and they had that undefeated year as well. Um, going into the, the conference game, which they didn't win, but um, it's it's a bad for for them because we all know Nebraska's down. Um, we know that uh, Iowa is hit or miss, although they, they did have a nice win a couple weeks back against Iowa State. That was the other thing I didn't get to talk about because we had a we had a little bit of back and forth on on our Facebook about Iowa Iowa State and how that's kind of a cool rivalry. It's one of the few rivalries where. You have two teams that are in different leagues, um, sort of like a Texas and a Texas A&M. It's, uh, that, unfortunately, we don't have Texas, Texas A&M anymore, and obviously, uh, boy, those programs have sort of switched fates. I know A&M hasn't been um, off the charts great, but they did have the, the Mansell half year that was really nice. And, and they're playing a meaningful, meaningful game against Alabama this week as well. Texas is playing uh, TCU. The thing about TCU is I think they can take a, a lot of positives out of that loss, and that sort of seemed to be the social media reaction, that it was a good win for Ohio State, good win for for TCU, or a good loss, I should say, for TCU. Um, they're playing against a team that has a lot of four- and five-stars, and TCU, even with their success, is more of a three, two, three, four-star type team, but that's okay, and, and they found a, certainly found a way to, to win games in the past. Still, uh, TCU, Ohio State harkens back to that first um, playoff year where Ohio State jumped TCU in the final poll, uh, which looked a little little suspicious at the time, but as it turned out, Ohio State won the national championship uh, and won the, won the playoff in the championship anyway. It would be interesting to see um, what would happen. I mean, as long as we have five power conferences and four playoff spots, there's going to be a lot of um, pushing to try to get that last spot. I worry a bit that uh, whoever gets the last spot uh, year by year is going to be the conference that's going to be like trying to kick the, the one that sits out out every year, and it seems like that might be the Big 12 and the, and the Pac-12, but over time we'll see. I'd like to see eight teams, but I guess we could have a playoff special at some point. Um, but anyway, so let's get on uh, and let's, let's listen to our interview with Dave. Okay, and uh, Wondering Tailgaters uh, podcast, and uh, I've got our first guest on, and we're really excited to have our first guest on. Uh, this is Dave White, who is uh, a Renaissance man, a man of many things, and when it comes to college football, he's a, a Rutgers guy. So how does it go? Well, I don't want to ask you how it's going after last weekend. <laughs> uh, I, I, I didn't know this was college football. I thought it was college basketball after last weekend. <laughs> um, I know how you feel. Yeah, it's 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 been a little bit of a rough go this year. This year. So I'll I'll tell you this. So you know I come at this as a as an Ohio State fan and a UConn fan, which is a strange combination, but it makes sense knowing who I am and who my parents were. And 
And half of me is like, yeah, I love having that game in New Jersey every year. I could I can actually drive out and see Ohio State. I don't have to hop on a plane. And then the UConn fan is like just, you know, angst and, you know, why is it <laughs> up? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so, I understand that. So what would you like to trade places? Would you like to have won the game last weekend against URI and given up 49 points and, uh, you know, not had to deal with the Kansas game? No, not at all, actually. Uh, I would not want to be UConn. I think you guys are kind of in a weird spot. Um, it would have been nice to win the game, and, you know, I wouldn't mind beating URI as a Rutgers guy, but uh, I think UConn, I don't know, man. You're in that, that, that American conference that's just kind of no man's land, it feels like. Well, I will say that the top half of the conference, or the top maybe three or four teams, are very good. Mm-hmm. Who's, and, is it Temple? Right. No, Temple's not very good. Although they did win a game I, last week against what Maryland, right? Yeah. Yeah, they beat Maryland, but they also mm. lost to Villanova. So. Right. Well, Villanova, fun. they'll ruin everybody's day. The thing about, I mean, Central Florida, South Florida, Houston, Memphis, and I know I'd throw Navy in there just because they're such a well-coached team. They mm. all have. They've all won games against Power Five teams recently. Uh, after that, it sort of falls off pretty quickly, though. Yeah. Well. But, but I wanted to talk to you a bit about, you know, a team that's in a real conference. <laughs> I'm okay. not saying that. I can't bash things. there. I, I enjoy going to the games. I enjoy seeing the teams. But let's go back to that day where – was it sort of a surprise to you? Did, did you sort of hear rumblings beforehand? Or how did – as a Rutgers fan, how did it come about? Well, let me see if I – we're going back a little ways now. Um, but from my recollection, I believe it was a Saturday football game against Pittsburgh. Um, where all of a sudden these rumblings started to come through on, on social media and, you know, I'm a, I like making myself crazy. So I read message boards and it was all very grain of salt, uh, from what I was reading and hearing, you know, the big 10 is interested, but we had, we as fans had heard the ACC was interested at some point and, um, you know, you, you never completely bought it. And then as the day went on, you started to hear, like, about Maryland, and it started to be concrete. And I think they officially announced it on a Monday. But I remember actually believing it when I saw it on SportsCenter. And um, it was pretty exciting. Uh, just because you look at those teams, and, and, you know, we were joking before, but I'm more a basketball fan than a football fan. And... Um, Either way, though, you look at those teams, and they're so legendary in that conference that getting a chance to play those teams on a yearly basis is just very cool. So that that was the exciting part, I think, initially. In a way, it, it, there were some fun games when Rutgers was in the Big East at the time. You had the, the Pitt game. You had, um, I wouldn't well, BC for a time, Syracuse, even UConn when they started to become respectable and, and decent. There were some, some good local rivalries, but what about now that you've got travel? You might be traveling to go see a game against a team like a Nebraska or a Minnesota. Well, I, I mean, I'm not a traveler. <laughs> well, uh, but let's just say the basketball team, for instance, becomes yeah. very good, and you're playing a game out in, I don't know, Michigan State, and it's, would, you know. Yeah, I've actually been on Michigan State's campus. I would love to go out and see a game in Michigan State, or um, uh, or I would like to see, you know, Michigan at, in terms of football or, or the, the horseshoe at Ohio State. I just think those places are so legendary. and you know, beyond my experience for football. You know, I, I grew up going to Giants games, which is, you know, a decent-sized stadium, and I go to Rutgers games, and even when, when that place is full and people are excited, yeah, it rocks, but it's not 
neither are a hundred thousand strong. You know what I mean? Whereas these Big Ten stadiums are, you know, they got to be walls of sound <laughs> when when the teams are really going. I just told a story uh, a couple of podcasts back where um, my my mom uh, grew up on that campus at Ohio State. My my father was on the soccer team there, and we'd go visit my mom's uh, mother, my grandmother. And this was before they they closed off the horseshoe. And my sister actually could fit through the gate and sneak in, and I couldn't. So she just hold it over my head. I've been in Ohio Stadium, and you haven't. <laughs> and it's and there's so many like seats that are like behind a pole in that place. Oh, really? Um, but the new section where they put in, those are nice seats. It's just huge, though. It's, it's absolutely huge. Now, did you get a chance to go to any of the, the games when Rutgers brought in Michigan or an Ohio State or Michigan State for the first time? Um, which I, I saw – I went – last year I saw them play Purdue, I believe, and the year before I saw them play Illinois. I really wanted to go to that first Penn State game. When Penn State came in back in 2012, that's why I'm, I'm losing my mind. 2015, was it? Around then, 14. Yeah, 2014-2015, Penn State was the big one. It was a blackout. It was a night game, um, and Rutgers lost but kept it very competitive. And that was the game that I had circled on my calendar. And whatever the date was, was just turned out to be a bad date. You know, for life gets in the way, kind of thing. So while I've seen all the bas- I have basketball season tickets, so I've seen all the basketball teams come in, you know, come through the rack. But I, I haven't been to see one of the big boys come in uh, to see them play football. Uh, Penn- Michigan State in 2004, when Rutgers was still in the Big East, uh, came in and, and Rutgers beat them. And I was at that game, and that was pretty cool. But not since joining the Big Ten. I haven't seen any of the, the real big boys for football. So I, 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 let me give you a little. I like football, but I have a very hard time watching football live. I fall for every play action, and I <laughs> yeah, need the replay, yeah. and I, I can't follow the ball. So I actually am one of the people who prefer to watch football on TV. I need that replay and that usual, you know, view from the side. You know, I, I have trouble orienting myself in football. There's too much movement. Well, that and let half the seats are on a sideline or far back from midfield. Like, I like to sit in the corner of the end zone, but I realize that there's half the game where I'm not going to be able to tell how far, if it's like a two-yard gain or a five-yard gain. Right, right, right. And, you know, it's just, it's tough. All of a sudden, you know, on a play action, I'm watching the running back get slammed and the ball's not even over there. It's being thrown to the other side of the the field. So I I miss a lot of the plays when I I see football live. What are you, a defensive coordinator for Rutgers or something? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I, I'm not going to comment on that. I'm just going to let that uh, one well, so I you don't know, get in trouble. <laughs> you know what? The defense there is better than the one I saw last weekend in East Hartford. So Rhode Island, huh? <laughs> well, Rhode Island was two and zero coming into the game, but they're not. They're in, they're in a tough league. They're in the same league with like the the James Madisons and the ah okay New Hampshire's that are actually uh, fairly good, but it's still it's not the same scholarship level, but. I, I try. I'm try, I actually went all last week not mentioning UConn on the podcast. So oh, I was happy about okay. that. So I broke that streak today, but I knew that was going to happen. Um, so I did get to see one of the, Michigan when Michigan came in to play at East Hartford. I saw that game, and uh, the, the fans from Michigan. Now, I'm an Ohio State fan, obviously too. Right. And Michigan, you know, I brought Ohio State fans with me, like my mother, because we all wanted to see Michigan lose, and and they gave them a game. Unlike Rutgers, who uh, Rutgers beat Michigan once when they were um, their first in, year. Yeah, that was their first Big Ten win. 
and it was such a it was such an exciting thing to have a school like Michigan in there. Uh, yeah. Just they actually added more state seats in the stadium, uh, just for that game. Oh, that game right, right. Oh, very cool. And um, you know, a small school like UConn, they they have upcoming on their schedule. They have Indiana and Illinois with home and homes, and NC State, I believe. So there's some decent programs from power schools, but not they're not going to get a Michigan in there. They have a contract to play Tennessee, but it's never going to happen. So would you – but if you had your brothers and you could go back in time and let's just say that you, that you had this ability and, you you know, you could have added Penn State to the, the Big East and the Big East was part of a Power Six and there still was a Power Six, would it be more fun to have a Rutgers team that was winning those games like they did, uh, what, Thursday night game against Louisville, which I think is probably the, the program highlight? Yeah, that, uh, I was at – that game I was at. Um, I, I have a funny story about that game. I, I got – dumped the day before the game and I didn't have tickets and I went on Craigslist and, and scalped tickets and brought my buddy with me and we, we had a real good time the next night. But um, uh, it's, it's a tough call because I am not a big fan of the word never. So, yes, Rutgers is down. Yeah, they have a big rebuilding job. But you can't say it's never going to happen at Rutgers, even though it hasn't previously. So the chance that you could build yourself up and and be a decent school and be knocking Ohio State off once in a while or something like that, um, that opportunity is really tough to turn down. Now, had Penn State joined the Big East way back in the 1980s and changed the course of history, I would favor that because, again, I'm a basketball guy and, and I loved, you know, when UConn or Syracuse or – or those teams would come in and you played Seton Hall twice a year. Um, uh, I love that and that Big East feeling. Um, I was always a proponent of if Rutgers got the chance, I would have preferred to move to the ACC. But that was, you know, me being a basketball homer. But I kind of – I really like the Big Ten. I like watching the teams play. I like the style of play in the Big Ten. Um, I'm one of the few people who actually likes defense in most sports. So – Mm. Um, I like defensive battles, and I think you get that more. Maybe not as much in football because football's become such an offensive sport uh, in college across the board. Everybody wants to run spread offenses and score sixty-five points, and a good defense holds you to fifty. But um, I I like a, a rugged ground and pound game, and you know, in basketball, I like when they muck it up and it's fifty-six, fifty-four with a minute to play. I'm weird. <laughs> so, well, I think you got the right coach for that on the basketball side. Absolutely. You know, uh, so I, I, I kind of like that uh, that style that the Big Ten has always kind of been known for. So being a part of the Big Ten is just kind of – and it's the Big Ten, you know what I mean? It's Especially in football, you say Big Ten, it's it's really cool, even though there are 14 teams. So the math doesn't quite work. Yeah, it doesn't but, work for uh, the Big 12 either. So. No. <laughs> so, but, yeah, I just, I just think it's hard to – you know, if, if you go back in Penn State, George, the Big East, that changes kind of the course of history a little bit. But I think um, – I think having the opportunity to be in the Big Ten is, is – how can you say no to that? It's legendary. Well, I think it also would have been different uh, for Rutgers if, if Greg Schiano had been there as that transition happened because he was a very successful coach. I don't, I don't know how you feel about him. You know, it, obviously it's uh, – time has passed. Maybe there were some bad feelings from the Rutgers fan base. He didn't leave for another college, unlike, say, maybe, maybe a Randy Edsel or whatever. 
But uh, how different do you think it would have been if it had been him and he'd had like those nine, ten win teams from Rutgers coming into the East that way? I always kind of thought. I mean, Chiano's a, a, a somebody made a comment on Twitter that after Saturday, Chiano looks more and more like Rutgers Bear Bryant because he's the only one who's really got it done there. And I, while Chiano was here, I really liked him. Um, once he left and the Tampa Bay stuff happened, you know, and and you kind of got it, got some more background about him with the MRSA and all that crazy stuff that happened when he was in the NFL. His his star kind of dimmed a bit for me. But had he been here, um, you know, he he left the week before the best recruiting class in Rutgers football history came in, and that class is why Rutgers won eight games that first year in the Big Ten and haven't been able to, you know, get it back since. Shiano would have had it rolling, and they would have gone into the Big Ten uh, way more competitive and been able to hold it. You know, if he had become a, a Rutgers lifer, um, he'd be winning. You know, I think his down years would be 6-6, six and six and his up years would be 10-2. and 12, ten and two. You know what I mean? Like, well, the division—it's that's a tough division. A tough it, there are four programs in that division that are just any year could be contender for a national champion. I, I throw Michigan State in there. Oh, absolutely! It's it's such a tough division, which is why I say a top year. Like he could—I I would never put beating Ohio State and uh, Penn State past him. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I wouldn't give him—you know—the the national champion year. But the way Shiano was recruiting, I think. Going to the Big Ten would have just been a um, extra thing to recruit with, whereas right now I think it's kind of like the way the program has kind of gone. It's like, well, what are you doing there? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think anybody would look at a Shiano program as, well, what are they doing there? No, it'd be there. This is what they've been building towards. I thought the other thing they could have done, and I know they didn't. They didn't have much interest in Dino Babers, who's at Syracuse, and. Boy, his first year was rough up there, but it seems like they're sort of turning things around. But that's sort of like if they had brought in a coach with uh, that wanted to play that fast-paced, up-tempo, because there, there are certainly the athletes to play that yeah. in the New York City metro area and then Philadelphia, if you throw that in as well, because I think they do get some kids from South and Central Jersey as well. Hmm. Um, what do you think if – I know you said you like defense, but what if, if they were playing that up-tempo, sort of like what happened in Indiana a couple of years ago, do you think that might have been one thing that could have – turn them into sort of like the trick play offense of, of the big 10. Yeah. I mean, that's, that would be, I mean, had Baber's name was, was one of the rumors when Ash kind of came out of the Ash name kind of came out of nowhere for me. Um, Babers was rumored. Durkin was rumored. um, Stealing Narduzzi from Pittsburgh was, was rumored, you know, that everybody kind of thought they were going to make a big move. Like, Oh, we're in the big 10. And um, I think that if you're losing and you're getting blown out, because right now the defense is not, you know, there's no depth, and, and they got lit up by Kansas. Um, I think if you're losing, but you're throwing the ball around and actually, like, kind of that riverboat gambler kind of thing, that's fun, and you can handle it. It's like, all right, I'm going to see a couple of 75-yard passes, and, you know, we're going to lose, but we're going to lose 56 to 26, not 55 to, to 10, and it's on a blocked kick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's something you can kind of hang your hat on if you're a losing team, you know, at least for fun to watch. But I think the way to build a winner is you build with defense first. And I think that was the goal with Ash. Now, um, it doesn't look great right now, but, 
you know, it's also a long process. He's got, he's dealing with some NCAA stuff from the previous administration and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, there's quite a bit of that going on, unfortunately, in the Big Ten with a couple of schools. I mean, what happened at Ohio State, which I haven't really talked much about on here, Mm -hmm. what happened in the past with Penn State. So it is tough. Michigan that State is, is rough, you know. Right, Michigan State uh, with the, with the um, doctor, yeah. Yeah. So, well, where do you see? So let's talk five years down the road, and you can you can bring up basketball too. And as I've I've never really said this on here before, but you know, Steve Peichel is a guy who I saw working basketball camps growing up, who was just an energy guy who engaged everyone, and I knew this was a guy who could be a, a big time coach. But where do you see the Rutgers programs uh, five years down the road? I. I think they're on the right track. Um, if you had asked me this question in August before the season had started, I would have said both programs would be heading the right way. I think basketball has the higher upside just because in basketball, yeah, the Big Ten is always good, but you always see in every conference a team makes a jump all out of nowhere to go to an NCAA tournament, and I think Peichel and his staff are just really good coaches. Um I think football's – I've always thought football's upside in the Big Ten is an 8-4 and four year, maybe a 9-3 and three year, and it's not um, consistent. So let's say everything goes right, and it's Rutgers, so not everything ever goes right ever. But if everything goes right in five years, you're looking at probably, hopefully, two NCAA appearances by the basketball team and a couple of bowl appearances by the football team. Um, I think you want to get to that, if you're Rutgers uh, in football, that Northwestern level, you know, where you, you pop off a big year every once in a while, but you're always consistent. You're a tough out. You're not, you know, people walk into your stadium nervous to play you. And I think that's what they're building towards there. Rutgers' big thing is they've never put money into either of their programs. When Shiano was there, he got all the money. Um and now I think they, they kind of – the light went off a little bit, and they're investing and they're, they're fundraising and they're building a practice facility for basketball and the new locker rooms for football, and they got a new practice field for football. They realize that optics are important. So they're doing the right things in, try, in terms of trying to build um, a department. It's just a matter of which one catches fire and, and what actually works. And it takes a long time. You know, Rutgers isn't even getting – this is the big – um, to do when it comes to, to Rutgers. They're not even getting the full share from the Big Ten for right, another right. two or three years. Yeah. And that, that makes it hard. You're starting at this. You're, you've been a terrible program. Um, football had its ups. But coming in, basketball was not good. Um, football was up and down. So you're starting at a disadvantage both record-wise, perception-wise, and money-wise. So it takes some time. Five years from now, we're going to have a better – idea um both of these guys pike and ash are going to have to hit the jackpot somewhere on the recruiting trail well it's always easier in basketball because you only need that you know be, maybe like one five-star type point guard and a, and a big uh, guy to pass the ball into oh it's saying it's easier in basketball actually makes my body hurt <laughs> because I, I don't believe it in at, in new jersey it's easier in basketball because everybody wants New Jersey talent in basketball, Louisville, Duke, Kentucky, Villanova, UConn, especially now with Hurley, are all coming in. You got Seton Hall, all coming in trying to get these this New Jersey talent. And again, you're starting from a disadvantage. So yeah, you got to hit the jackpot, but 
Um, I don't think it's necessarily easier to build basketball or football at Rutgers. I think it's just different. And I will say one thing about uh, the Big Ten. Uh, they really are doing a pretty good job of incorporating Rutgers into their marketing. And, mm-hmm. and you see the Big Ten stuff. You see it in Yankee Stadium. You see yeah. it in um, – I've seen it, like, in billboards. And it's always it's always included there, and it, they do work hard to get that name in there. And I think that that does help the program a lot. Everyone said it's like uh, Big Ten just wanted the, the New York market, but it feels to me almost, almost like it's kind of worked the other way around where they really just have helped Rutgers name out quite a bit. Oh, absolutely. I think academically, Big Ten is huge. I mean, now you're in – Rutgers has always been a good school, but now they, they can share research with Michigan and, you know, all these different things. I think it, it ups their name academically so much um, that there's that's an added benefit, not just sports. You know, I was going to say you'll have to wait for it, but I figured a Hamilton pun would just throw off half the people listening to this. <laughs> I would have been okay with it. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you very much for coming on. It's uh, been a pleasure. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, maybe in a couple of years we're talking about maybe a UConn-Rutgers bowl game where they both won like seven, eight games. No, probably not. No, maybe not. <laughs> maybe Rutgers, but, uh, well, maybe you'll be playing a meaningful game in Columbus. Mm-hmm. That'll be the year that uh, my dad gets tickets through the um, varsity O, being a former athlete. So maybe we'll go out and see him play uh, Rutgers. Maybe right. that's what my dad and I will do one of these years. But well, I think thanks. Um, I think there's a good chance. I, I wonder now if if Feichel would be willing to play UConn now that Hurley's there and is at a conference. I, I wonder if that's that. There's a chance of that. I would like it, and I think um, I think having the local games is great, especially the old rivals. I mean, they've they've yeah. got Villanova on the schedule. They've gotten Syracuse on the schedule mm-hmm. and Georgetown. But I would love to see uh, Seton Hall, Rutgers. Providence, they played in, in an exhibition for Puerto Rico. Okay. And, and Providence just beat them mercifully. Yeah. <laughs> mercifully. Well, but um, yeah. early I mean, they fix that. All right. It's your podcast, but I since we're talking conferences, I got to ask you the big UConn question. Would you want to go back to the Big East the way it is now and, well, and have basketball join the Big East and try to just find a place for football? Well, let's just say, remember how you said your answer would be different in August? My answer was different. would be different once I hired uh, Danny Hurley. So <laughs> okay. pre-Hurley, I would have been like, you know, let's just, where do I sign that contract? But I, I think if he can find a way to win in that, in that league and get mm-hmm. them back into the top, and I think it really helps, too, what's happening in Memphis. With, yeah. With uh, Hardaway as the, as the coach there, it's like, all of a sudden, they're getting like five-star kids coming in there to look that are taking Kentucky off their list. So mm-hmm. I feel a little better now. Maybe that we're going to have a, those two teams and, and Cincinnati and and a Timmy and improved Temple and, and Wichita State can kind of not totally fall off the face of the earth, which I kind of get a bad feeling that they 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 will. Yeah. Um, but but having like say if it's like every year Memphis and UConn are playing and they both have 20 plus wins going in. And, you know, one's going to be like a three seed and one's going to be a five seed. U- UConn never is a one seed, at least in the second half of the Kowloon era. They were <laughs> winning titles as like a seven seed. Right. I remember. Yes. With with Napier and the year they had Campbell Walker, they were not, you know, they were not. People liked them because they looked really good at the end of the year, but they weren't one or two seeds. Right. Right. So I never done with it then. Okay. The, the problem is they put too much investment into that football. I mean, you, have you been up to uh, Rensselaer Field? Uh, yeah, I, I saw Rutgers play there a couple times 
back in like when Shiano was really getting it going. I guess in oh four oh five. I mean, you saw for at that time that was a pretty nice venue for yeah. Well, it didn't have football on that level. What five years before that? Six mm-hmm. years before. I, I just don't think you can just totally abandon it, and I think the way things are going in college sports, uh, you're going to have to have a football team, or else you have to be like Villanova, you know. Although Villanova does have a decent football team, but they it do. Is FCS team. <laughs> so yeah, I think, I think I would I would probably try to make this work as long as we can. But right. maybe I'll be changing my mind if, like, all of a sudden Duke has an opening and Hurley leaves. They <laughs> said he, oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> he said he hates Duke, but yeah. yeah, I don't. That's his brother, but uh, you know, and I don't know that his brother would move back there either. But uh, you know, maybe he'll just take the Rutgers job so he can be in a power league when when Pike oh, goes back to UConn, right? He's t- he's turned him down twice. Come on. <laughs> uh, it seems like Pike will turned UConn down this time, and Hurley's turned Rutgers down. So it it seems like the 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 things flipped. Hmm. Well, hopefully it works out for both because I think they're yeah. both coaches in situations where they can both succeed. Absolutely, I, I agree with that. So now I just got to get back to the get Randy Edsel back to 2008. Randy Edsel and uh, win <laughs> yeah. nine games in this league. Yeah, you I, never I, know. And the other thing about the American, you bring up defense. The Big East was it wasn't the Big Ten, but the Big East was a more of a defensive league, especially late in the year. Yeah. When you're playing games in Morgantown or Pittsburgh, and it's like snowing and icing, and right, the American is not a defensive league, and I just, uh, <laughs> I'm not used to UConn scoring 40, 30 points in a game, let alone forty, and then they right. lose and score that many points. It's like right, right, right. Oh here. boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Oh, I should ask. Do you have uh, what are you working on right now as far as uh, your, your book series? Uh, I have a book out. Uh, called Blind to Sin. It's award nominated, and if you want to check that out, it's a Jackson Dunn novel. I'm I'm working on something different. I don't have a, a publication date uh, on the horizon or anything yet, so I'll stick with Blind to Sin for right now. I'm not going to plug my book because yours is a lot better. Oh, thanks. I like your book. I don't know. Well, if I thank you. I enjoyed it. Well, I, I'm glad you did. I mean, it was a it was a first effort. You're you're quite a bit more experienced than me at this point, so. Well, thank you very much for your time, and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, you'll get a win this weekend, because we won't. That'd be nice. you got Buffalo at home, and we're 5.9 dogs, so. <laughs> I, I still think they win that game. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks All for right. having me on. Thank you. Cool.